The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. and welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep List, your home for list-making content or whatever you want to call this, right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and we are on episode three of season three. And today I am joined by our uh, our guest with the most appearances so far. He is uh, the wow. host of, yeah, you you I think you and Chris were like right up there, neck and neck, and you finally broke the chain, so... Good on you, my friend. Good on you. Um, he is the host of Let's Talk But No Politics. Okay. And he's also one of my co-hosts on the Two Point Conversation. Everybody, welcome back to the show, Mr. Andrew Lenz. Andrew, how are you, my friend? Not too bad. Just busy. Just completed a move to my new house. Very good. Um, just, just trying to get everything settled in and unpacked. So just very, very busy. Yeah, I feel you on that. It's uh, It's tough. I'm in the process of moving myself. And it's probably going to be a very long, drawn-out process, and I'm already mentally exhausted just thinking about it and the limited stuff that I've done so far. Um, Today, for our list episode, this is a continuation. So me and Andrew have done so, so many lists. But um, just this past Sunday on his show, we talked about TV and movie video games, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, Just just shows that are, you know, have a license, you know, or excuse me, video games that were had to be licensed out essentially and um yeah we got to i'm like you know what let's just make a let's let's cooperate on this let's make a follow-up to this so um today we're going to make the our top 10 favorite i guess our top 10 favorite or our top 10 i guess in our opinion best um video games are licensed uh for from a tv or movie show uh tv i almost said a movie show a movie or a tv show that's what we're going to call that's what we're going to call this list um and Andrew, you know, Andrew's a big pop culture whiz. That's why I come to him for a lot of this sort of things. And I love talking video games. So this is a this is a, a list that I, I'm actually, I was really excited. It was actually a lot easier to put this list together than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I just, I just, I've been in the process of moving. So today I finally had a chance. I sat down and like all these lists, I think you got to do it from the heart. Once you start doing research I think that's where the mind gets taken away from the heart. And then you just, then you go with everybody else instead of what you like. So I just sat down and I wrote like 10, 11, you know, video games and everything else that had to do with TVs and movies that TVs, (laughs) TV (laughs) and movies, geez, we're all over the place. Uh, And I just, I just wrote them down, and then I, after I saw what I wrote down, I said, okay, now let's uh, put these at, you know, one through ten. And I think I didn't leave anything out, and I think I got everything on there that I wanted to get on. Agreed. I, I did, too. I do got to preface this. I'm a huge fan of the Lego video games. They do a very good job of movie representation, um, but I did not put a single Lego 
game in here. I had the option to. I could have, but honestly, my entire list would have been full, and I think that would have took taken some of the fun out of it. So that's what I did. I pushed the Lego games aside because I think they're all just perfectly put together video games. And uh, and I went with just some. I mean, just really like gritty licensed video games um, for TV and movies. So um, let's get this thing underway. Let's get this thing underway. Andrew, you want to kick us off with your number 10? My number 10 is a game that I did not have as a kid. I just recently bought. And when I got a moment to myself and I could just kind of sneak off into my little office man cave area here, I like to pop it in and play some Star Trek The Next Generation for Super Nintendo. Oh, very good. Yeah, I think it's uh, if you are a Trekkie or into Star Trek, I think it's a very fun game. You go on the ship. You have to get coordinates to go somewhere. You have to set a warp speed. They do not let you go warp speed 10, which really, really angered me because they were damaged <laughs> the engines. So that is the game that I got. It's a little difficult, a little, you know, but it's fun kind of puzzle action type of game. And I'm really glad that I did spend the money to buy it. Okay. So you found it recently instead? That's what that's what you said? Yeah, I seen it as a kid, but it was one of those things where I had an older brother and sometimes he over you know could rule me on the video game renting and I'm the only kind of like Trekkie in my family. Gotcha. So, <laughs> that's where I, that where I had to get it as an adult instead of as a child. I gotcha. All right, very good. Moving on, number 10 for myself. This is a newer game. There's going to be some newer-esque games in, in my list. Um, I'm going to go, this is my, one of my two TV show video games. South Park, The Stick of Truth. <laughs> okay. Not, what? Never, I've never played that one. It is very, very good. It came out on the PS3. I think they have it on the PS4 as well. It's an RPG game. It's a very funny RPG game that takes a lot of elements, storylines, characters um, from the TV show. It actually, like, the graphics are so good, it looks like you're watching, like you're playing the TV show. I mean, I know it's South Park, but it, it they did a really masterful job of this. You actually come out, you actually create your own character in it, but you're playing with Cartman and Butters and and Stan and Kyle and you know all the all these characters are it's so fun and you're it, it's just like it's the kids playing make believe but there's like you know there's all sorts of adult elements and stuff to it there's mini quests um it was honestly you know i played south park for the n64 and while there's a certain charm to that it did not hold it does not hold a candle to stick of truth i have to play the second one i just bought it for the switch uh the fractured butthole but um uh Number 10 is yeah, South, South Park, the stick of truth. And I highly, highly, highly recommend people playing it. If you enjoy the South Park, if you just enjoy a good, uh, obscure RPG game. I've seen it. I wanted to play the, the, the one that you just bought the fractured butthole. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to play that one, but I think if I, if I, I don't know, I got so many games, so I probably won't. Plus two, I'm trying to teach my kids that the pure because for a day after the move, the day that we moved, we had no internet. But they were like, "Oh, we can't play Fortnite." I was like, "Yeah, well, guess what? Doesn't need internet." 
Super Mario Brothers. And I'm sitting here <laughs> playing on the Nintendo. I said, no low time, no nothing, guys. No nothing. Yeah, rub it right in their so, faces. <laughs> so that's where, like, that one is something I want to play, but then I, I start playing all these other Nintendo games that I get, and I get lost in those. Yeah, for sure. All right. Very good. Those are number 10s. What do you got at number nine? Number nine. Okay, this is... Uh, this is the game show, but it's it it was so it's so odd because I played it as a kid, but it's Jeopardy Sports Edition for the Super Nintendo. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. That's where I got to learn a lot about records and stats, and you know how many times people won championships. Now it's a little outdated. If I was to play it, if I was to play it now, but it was something that I always, I always enjoyed playing. You get to, you know, name your own guy and then you get to pick your little avatar, even though they're, it's just a guy like from a different sport, you pick a basketball player, football player, and then you sit there and you just answer questions like Jeopardy. I myself, if anybody knows me or have seen some of my posts, I'm not the greatest speller in the world. I'm kind of <laughs> absent-minded professor when it comes to grammar so uh, i that was one game where i kind of had to have somebody with me or my brother because there was no internet so i couldn't go shoot and autocorrect somebody's name but i still enjoyed it no matter what that's pretty cool yeah some of the game show games i've always enjoyed i think they're very good party games very good party games and i was really close to maybe putting like the old school like family feud from like nes super nintendo on here but uh, I decided against it. But man, like, what? It, whoever was like the first one to pull the the pull the plug on or p- pull the you know, all right, let's just put game shows on video games. I think they did it like it's masterful because they're very easy to produce. People buy them. They're never the best selling video games, but they have its niche following. You're gonna make some money doing it. So, but they're so much fun. I, I had yeah. Family Feud for the Wii, and I I, I absolutely adored it. I absolutely adored it. What it was. Price is right for the Wii was really good too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong. You literally can't go wrong. You literally can't go wrong with some of these, these, these you know, everlasting, uh, you know, game shows. All right. Number nine. It's my last TV show one Simpsons Road Rage. Remember this one? The Crazy Taxi. Yes. But Simpsons characters. And it was fun. Yeah. And the, the levels were fun. And uh, I mean, the graphics were pretty good from what I remember back in the day. Like, I thought it was like pretty like they did like the cell shading. Like it looked pretty cool. But one element that I really, really liked is that depending on your, uh, you know, your like internal clock, like your calendar on your PS2 or GameCube, wherever you played, different characters that would have different costumes. Oh. Which is the which a, a lot of people did not know that if you played the game on Halloween, I think there was like a like certain characters had alternate costumes, and not a lot of people knew that you could adjust your internal game clock and calendar for that. But you know, I was never allowed to play video games on holidays, so I never got to really I, I didn't get to experience that too much. But if you did mess with the clock, you could play as that. But you know, I never I grew up, you know, I've always been aware of the Simpsons, I've never been like the hugest Simpsons fan. like. I never like I never like sat there and, like Simpsons was like I have to watch it every week. Never been like that, but I've always admired the show and what it was. And for me, who's played a lot of bad Simpsons games, um, and some good, you know, 
this was really cool. This is a really cool spin on it. I thought it was a really cool way to kind of, you know, explore the world of Simpsons and all the different characters, which, you know, and make it fun. You know, you've had discussions and stuff about high scores in video games. And like, that's one of the last like high score video games that I remember. It involved cash. They made it, you know, money and stuff, but it's the same concept. But, um, but yeah, that was one of like the last high, like scoring video, like new games that I remember playing uh, was Simpsons Road Rage. That's such a lost art is getting the high score though. Oh, it is. I've never oh, played Simpson Road Rage. I kind of the NES can kind of ruin you when it comes to Simpsons games. Really, oh, there's some bad really ones. There's some terrible ones. Terrible ones. Yeah. NES and Super Nintendo. I never did play that one though. That's a good one. If you got a PS2, I mean PS2s are cheap to find. I. I recommend it, or at least watch it. It was just, it, it was a fun kind of laid back. You could do multiplayer and compete and story missions and all sorts of stuff. Uh, apparently hit and run was better. It was more so on the Grand Theft Auto side with the, you know, of, of, of Simpsons, uh, like similar style, but they did like a GTA style Simpsons game. It was called Simpsons Hit and Run. Um, but, you know, I appreciated Road Rage for what it was. So that's my number nine. My number eight is Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Xbox. Ooh. I did not want this game. Did not want this game. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, I bought an Xbox. I was working at Sears. And they get, gave you crazy, gave you crazy discounts yeah. around Christmas time. Like they had an employee night where you got 10% off plus your plus your uh, employee discount and then more discounts with these coupons. So I pretty much got a Xbox for like a hundred bucks. I think it was like a hundred bucks when it came out. <laughs> so why would you not? <laughs> would you not? Right. I, so I bought this Buffy the Vampire Slayer game because my girlfriend at the time really liked Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And she's like, oh, you should play this. And I'm like, okay. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there and then she played it and I played it and then I was getting into it like battling it's a beat em up it's kind of an open world beat em up but it's very interesting you know collect the stakes different combos everything like that I didn't know too much because I didn't follow the show but from what I got from the game and the you know the mechanics and the game engine I just I always enjoyed it yeah, I never played it. I I wasn't. I enjoyed Buffy the Vampire Slayer the show, but I have heard good things about the video game. I have heard some pretty good things about the video game. I think I knew a couple of people who really relatively enjoyed it, and that's like, that's one of those ones where like it's it's a pretty seamless. Like it, that's a like that's a gimme to turn that into a video game, right? It's there's action in it. You know, there's a lot of games and you know movie and TV based games that are just like why, just why? Like we talked about Home Improvement, ET. Yeah, but oh. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it eventually just writes itself. So it's a beat, like it is. It's a beat em up. Which I love. I, I respect that. All right. Moving on. Number eight. Star Wars is the first of two Star Wars. No, three Star Wars games on my list. Um, This one is Star Wars Episode One Jedi Power Battles. I don't know if you remember this one. They had two games. They had two games that came out for episode one there was episode one the phantom mass which was you legit played through everything all the slow parts all the action you can like it was like 
It was like a very poorly put together, like Star Wars. Like you can cut people in half and like just random like people on like the streets of Tatooine. But Jedi Power Battles was a high score game that took you through some of the most important missions of this. And uh, you could play as Qui-Gon. You could play as Obi-Wan. You could play as Mace Windu with a blue lightsaber. You could play as Plo Koon and Addy Gallia. And if you beat the game, you can unlock and play as Darth Maul, which is pretty neat. It's a really, really fun game that I have it, and it never works because the disc is all scratched up. I'm trying to find uh, a replacement disc at some point. But um, for me, like, unfortunately, Star Wars Episode One was my first stu- new Star Wars that was my first new Star Wars. So I was like, I was gravitating. I was really, really excited for any any new game content that I could find. And um, that happened to be one of them. That happened to be one of them. So Star Wars Episode 1, Jedi Power Battles, um, played through all the missions and stuff of the movies with just some extra characters that you can play as. So you didn't have to just be Obi-Wan or, or Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. So that is my number eight. It was hard. It was very difficult level. Very difficult game. Too. Had episode episode three i have pod racers on my playstation 4 i do too i don't know i bought some star wars pack when I bought my ps4 and there it was with uh yeah they originally was, remodeled it, it they remodeled it yep yeah <clears throat> the only game where my kids actually play and they don't mind losing because then the pod just blows up after so much time <laughs> but i've never played the i never played the jedi battle one it's it's cool they have it on dreamcast and ps1 so um look it up i think you'd enjoy it it's it's a lot of fun you get power combos and it's a high it's a scoring you know there's scores and stuff involved too which involve like level there's like leveling up and and all sorts it's it's a lot of fun i think you'd appreciate it definitely gotta check that out for sure so my number seven is ducktales for the nes very good tales was like one of my favorite cartoons growing up uh, and you think about well, how could you make video game out of DuckTales well they did and it's very good and it is still good today actually I was just playing it uh, still not the best at it but hey <laughs> who cares it's it's still fun to play I enjoy it so every once in a while I pop it in and still check it out it was Scrooge McDuck just bopping around on his cane uh, gotta beat <laughs> what the Elvira witch lady I believe and different stage selects to go through and everything else just another fun game plus the theme song is right in the beginning whenever you can get that theme song perfect even if it's 8-bit digital it's it's absolutely amazing I agree I absolutely absolutely love that you chose this one that DuckTales theme is amazing um I tried. I played that a little bit recently. We did a Darkwing Duck episode of uh, or of Retro Pop, and I played that and the old ones. They, they are very challenging games. You think they're going to be easy for because they're kids' games, but they certainly weren't. So, I, I had a feel. I had a hunch. I knew you were going to put one of them on there. I knew you were going to put one of them on there. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. That's a that's a that's a classic. I remember playing that for the. I think the Sega. I think they had a Sega version of it. Something I think Sega had at least a DuckTales game. Might not have been the same one, but you know, it was it was pretty cool. All right. Moving on. Number seven. Toy Story. Toy Story. This is one that almost escaped me when I was putting this list together. 
Well, man, that was my game back in the day. The very first Toy Story. I like Toy Story 2 a bunch, too. That was like an open world. Like it was like Super Mario, but just with Toy Story stuff and things. Um, yeah, first Toy Story. I mean, I'll never forget the first level. You got to free all the toys. So they go under Andy's bed. And then the other one, or you got to put them in the, 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 some of them in the treasure chest. And, it, you know, there's that level. We got to clean. Yeah, you got to clean up and put the toys in the treasure chest. I loved the the navigation of that game. It got very difficult. My favorite level was the the one where you're riding Rex after Buzz flies out the window and and there's like Ham is throwing stuff at you, the the, the pig and Mr. Potato Head and all this stuff. Um, yeah, I really, really, really liked the first Toy Story game. That was one that I spent hours and hours and hours playing. Very challenging, but I spent a lot of time putting that one together and playing it. Is that... Is that the NES one? The Super NES one? Super Nintendo and Sega. Super Nintendo and Sega. Yeah. I remember going through the RC board. Yes. Batteries. Yep. That's the one. Okay. That one was was hard because the control was like revert. It was like inverted or something. It was really peculiar. There's there's another. It's not. It's not a TV show, but this was actually made out of a commercial. The crash test dummies video game. Yeah, you lose your head, it inverts the controls, so you have to hit back to go forward, <laughs> and then forward to go back. That's trippy. That's very trippy. <laughs> I love it. All right, was that your number seven, or you know, you just you just no, comparison? No, no, oh, okay. just, no, no, that game, no, that game's horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, number six. Power Rangers for Super Nintendo. When, he, when I found out there was going to be a Power Rangers game, I was like, yeah. Oh, number seven. Number seven. Don't. This is oh. our number seven. Yeah, this should be number seven. You said number six. Oh, did I? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's because number. Ooh. <laughs> See? So, remember, he warned you guys he wasn't the master of the English language. No. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. We're on number six. Yeah, number six. No, we're on number seven. Are we on so? Ducktales was seven for me. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm. See, oh, see, now you're messing with me. I forgot you kicked this list off. I am a jerk. All right, mm. continue. <laughs> goes first. Okay. Yes, always I goes. First. I forget. It's been a long off season. Oh. It's Power Rangers on Super Nintendo, as I just repeated, repeat myself here. Uh, <laughs> Power Rangers, I can't, I was still young enough to enjoy them where Power Rangers were a big thing. And then I find out that there's a video game and I'm like, yes, I need to play it. I rented it and you go through half of the stage is just the regular person, whether yeah. you're Trini, Zach, and then all of a sudden you morph and you get your weapon, you get your special attack and you're like, oh, where's the Megazord? But the last three levels are the Megazord. I, and once again, a little cheap plug here. I beat it. It's on It's on my Let's Talk With No Politics Okay YouTube channel. Three episodes. It took me some time to beat it, but I did beat it. And it was one of those games when... I got older. I was like, I need to buy this because I want to play this again. And I did. I beat it. And it's still great. And I'm not the one on Sega Genesis. I could that 
I don't even want to talk about that one because that's a tournament fighter. I don't want a tournament fighter. No, I, I agree. Him. I agree. Yeah. Beat him up. Well, that's why I made sure I put said Super Nintendo. Actually, uh, number six is Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, but not the same one. This I have the movie one. I have okay. the movie one. So I think I think you're in costume the entire time. I think you are the power, the power Rangers. I think it starts off with you as the Power Rangers. You're not out of costume. You don't morph after a certain point. Um, but I do have the movie game, which I liked. The movie game of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers actually did flashbacks to season one and two when Jason, Trini, and Zach switched over to Rocky, uh, Aisha, and Adam. They actually did flashback scenes to those different storylines and moments. I thought it was a really cool job, and they did a very good job with it. And it was very, like, the Super Nintendo version was, I think, I don't know if they did a Sega version, honestly. I you know I don't think they did a Sega Genesis version of that. I know they did Super Nintendo, though, and it was very, very good. So, um, ooh, a little thunderstorm going on out here. Not a little one, big one. It's raining cats and dogs outside. Um, <laughs> oh, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> you can't hear it? You need rain bad. No, it's it's coming oh, down pretty good. I was going to walk and get food after we record, but uh, I don't think so anymore. Um, so anyways, yes, number six for me, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie game. Uh, I love the Power Rangers growing up. There was a lot of bad Power Rangers games after this era. A lot of bad ones after Zio. Uh, I don't think they made a turbo game. There's there's just a lot of terrible ones that they just thought they were going to make money off of, or they, they thought they were going to do good just because they were Power Rangers and it was not good. They did make a turbo one. EVGN does a whole thing on the Power Rangers. Okay, I did not know they made a turbo one. One of the, they made a turbo, I think, for Nintendo sixty four, and it's absolutely horrible. Good to know. Good to know. I will not buy that for my N sixty four. Because they made a turbo movie. Yeah, because there's a turbo movie, right? Yeah, which is, I love that movie. I was so pumped when that came out to theaters. Oh, man. Oh, man. By that point, I was like, I'm not. Yeah. I but don't Power Rangers. Yeah, I, I feel you. After Turbo, Turbo was the last one. When they got rid of, like, Tommy and all of them, I was like, yeah, I'm done. But, um, but all right, number five. Number five, some people say it's not really too based on the movie because I think it came out at like years after the movie. I'm not 100% sure. I've never even watched this movie, but the game is absolutely amazing. Is Goldeneye. <laughs> I don't think I could have properly done this list if I didn't. Uh, and it, the only reason why it's not higher is because I have no tie-in with James Bond. I know of James Bond. I know of the movies. But I'm not like this big, huge James Bond fan. So that's why it's definitely lower on my list. But Goldeneye, that that game ruled my life for such a long time. I didn't even own it. My stepbrother did. And my, my friend, John, would come over. And he didn't even have a Nintendo 64. And he'd be like, and he'd be like hey, well, you, you want to go to Blockbuster? Yeah. You, you want to? Uh, yeah, I'll go with you. It's like a... Uh, you want to rent Goldeneye? I'm like, well, I don't have any money. And he's like, well, I do. We, we can rent Goldeneye. You know a game is good when a person doesn't even own the system and they're willing to rent the game for you. So that's that true. Can just sit at your house to, <laughs> to play the game. That's when it clicked in my head how good this game was. Uh, hours, 
spending playing this game, beating people, you know, getting cheap kills with ob job and everything <laughs> else. And just all the different very you know variation games that you play one one versus one and then the different levels by picking easy hard or medium or whatever and then going through and having different tasks it, it's golden eye it's probably what i consider the best game on the nintendo 64 i think many would my only reason i almost put it on here but again i'd have no james bond ties but also it gives me a mean headache it gives me a mean uh-huh. mean headache i do not go with first person games from pre ps2 era i do not do good with them it it, it messes sure. me up it, it really messes me up but we did uh recently i played with chris and anthony they came up and hung out for like a day and uh up, up here at the studio the guys from our network and uh we played the battle royal and it was fun just shooting each other and stuff it was a good time so i love i'm, I'm glad you put that one on there yeah. all right my number five i'm gonna put star wars episode three revenge of the sith here uh man i remember getting this game for my birthday it was 2005 i had seen the movie i went and go to go to see the movie that like morning or early afternoon we went i got my birthday presents i got episode five and the john cena cd or episode three game video game and the john cena cd that was my my birthday presents along with the new cd player and oh my god i was so 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 hyped i still play revenge of the sith to this day it's not the perfect video game movie um you know there's some dryness uh there's some like just stuff that you could just tell is like filler content but they did i thought they did a a very good job of bringing episode five to light um they added in some extra stuff like the like anakin versus mace windu which was pretty cool there's a couple extra like just lightsaber fights and little things but one thing i really did like is that they give you an alternate ending to the game you can play the main storyline the first final boss you play as obi-wan you fight anakin but when you beat that you can actually go back and play as anakin and they do like this this extra thing this alternate timeline where anakin beats obi-wan and it's it's a really cool little thing that the co-op mode they have a co- like four co-op missions which are okay but they also have a dueling like a mass dueling masters thing where you can like a like a 1v1 uh, dueling thing you could do a computer or, or player versus player it's, i thought it was pretty cool but episode three is one of my you know favorite movies of all time it's really cool i'm glad that can't got a game release to it I, I was very i was very happy about that i don't think i played that one i think i've done clone wars clone wars yeah i did play clone wars a little bit but yeah episode three is uh <sighs> It remind I'll why well, I want to spoil my my some of my other picks, but it plays like a couple of other very very good movie games I hold in high regard, as far as points and the score like not like points but scores stuff like that leveling up, that sort of thing. So my number what am I on four, four I my think. number four is yeah is Dragon Ball Z. What is it? Dragon Ball Z. I think it's Tenkaichi Budokai 3. Oh, that game is so good. It almost made my list too. But <sighs> for the Wii, if you have this game for the Wii, it is is so interactive. The way that you have to pull the controller back to do certain moves and go Super Saiyan and shoot Kamehameha waves and everything else. 
Oh, I played this game for hours. I played with my kids. Uh, I had a friend come over. He just stopped playing with me because how much I played it and getting down all the moves. <laughs> so if I took Goku, I was just blasting Kamehameha waves and going Super Saiyan 3 on them and everything else. And that game also has an alternative timeline as well. Okay. Once you beat the game, you play as Raditz, but you do it as Raditz kind of comes to Earth the same way as Goku and kind of forgets his mission. So, and then you kind of play on from there as well. You play little different mini stories at the end. Uh, I never had yeah, all the- that's really cool. Uh-huh. I, I never got oh. super into Dragon Ball Z, but I did play a, uh, the first time I ever played a Dragon Ball Z game was like 10 years ago when the PS4 first came out. Or wait, no, was it 10 years ago? No, it was probably like seven, probably like seven, eight years ago. I was, no, even sooner than that, probably like six or seven years ago. That's what it was. And I went over to friend's house and we were playing the 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 one for that. And I was like, I would love the open, like the, the free reign fighting game style where you can like it's not just side side to side it's not like a two-dimensional fighter you can fly you can do all this stuff i thought that was the coolest thing and uh i've been seeking i don't know which one it was but i had one for the ps2 and it played very similar to it and i was just very impressed with the roster size that was probably the, the big thing for me was i loved how big the roster sizes were for these games you know there's a lot of it wasn't just the mainstream characters they let you have everybody so um, kudos to Dragon Ball Z for that one. I, I'm glad you put that on. That was a close one for me, too. That would probably be an honorable mention. All right, number four. This is one of the games I was telling you about that I, uh, that I hold, that Revenge of the Sith kind of plays like. And uh, we're going Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. The only reason why it's not higher is because you can only play as three, well, technically four characters. You can unlock a sealed door. But... You can only play as Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. And Two Towers is like such a good, good movie. And the game was like really, really fun. I was blown away by how good this video game, this movie adaptation was into a video game. You know, they cut this, the the live action scenes right into the video game. You just go out and play like, oh, shoot, you're battling the back of Helm's Deep right now. And they had the music and everything. And I was always so hyped to see those Um they used to put the commercials for them at the on the DVDs. If you back in the day, you have the trailers for it. And uh, Two Towers was really, really good uh, the way that they did it. And uh, it really helped break down that story. So I had to put that one up there. I think it was only one player um, as well, which kind of refrains it. But I still play it to this day a little bit. Um, I just try to replay it not too long ago. And uh, man, it's difficult. I'm going. I think I got stuck in the Fangorn Forest level. Oh, I got stuck on where the guy keeps on bringing in the bombs and you got to stop them. Oh, towards the end. Yeah, the berserker. The berser- and you got to st- keep on stopping them. And I just couldn't do it. And I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah, I've beaten it before. Don't get me wrong. But like going back and playing it, just that, like it's crazy how not playing a game for a long time can make it seem so much more difficult. Right, because we because yeah. video game pl- gameplay is adapt is evolved over the years and become much easier. So this is a little bit challenging, a little bit challenging. But yeah, he had to put two towers on there. All right, this is uh, one of my two actual arcade games. Okay, because I, I had to make sure uh, the third one is or my number three is The Simpsons. The Simpsons arcade. The Simpsons were huge. 
late 80s into the early to the mid 90s simpsons were were everything <laughs> bart simpson was everywhere uh wearing you know don't have a cow dude t-shirts <laughs> everything else bart simpson bootleg stuff all over the place so when the simpsons got a video game and the way that it played was absolutely amazing you had bart beating people with a skateboard yes uh homer i didn't like being homer because he just used his fist marge had a vacuum cleaner and i i think lisa used her saxophone i'm not 100 percent. i think sure. so too yeah because that's a maggie, classic that's a classic maggie got uh what was it maggie got kidnapped by mr burns you gotta get her back it's the simpsons and just how it played just straight beat them up go at it which was it very was unique amazing. at that time you gotta think it like yeah, did were were TV show adapted video games that are adapted from TV shows and movies a little zany? Yeah, but that was really out there. That was not Simpsons like like you don't think of the Simpsons, you think beat 'em ups. It was really good. I'm my only thing I'm disappointed at is that it has not been re released. I don't know why. It's Konami. Is it Konami is the problem? I feel like I okay. Think, I think Konami is the problem and because have you ever played the X Men arcade game? Yes, I used, to, I used to have that on my phone, actually. Welcome to die or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Magneto says that that was a big one where everybody was like, how is this not on a console? Because that was based off of, what is that? Um, the Pride of the X-Men car- cartoon pilot. Yes, yes. So they were like, no, we're, we're good on that. We're not going to release it because we're not going, we're not going along with this cartoon. Oh, and then so I think Konami's got like a huge thing where they had the video game rights but somebody else has the console like or konami had the arcade rights but then somebody else might have the console rights and there's got to be an emulator somewhere it's got to be there, there's one called name or main that you can oh, play a lot I, of i've stuff. seen it yeah i just got to figure out a way to get the game i can't figure out to get it at all no oh, that's a good one i like that at number uh that was your number th- three that was your number three Okay, that's a very good one. I'm glad you brought. I knew you were gonna pick that one. Is there that one or one other one that I was thinking? Um, number three for me is gonna be Star Wars Battlefront Two. Aside from the Lego games, I don't think there is anything that really, um, <laughs> that really puts like this whole Star Wars lore into one game, more like Star Wars Battlefront Two. Uh, I'm not talking about the PS4 version. I'm talking about the PS2 version. Um, that was my favorite one. Like all these different maps, all these different levels you can play in the different eras, all the different Jedi and Sith heroes. Oh, Battlefront 2, I still play it to this day. I have the newer Battlefront 2. I would rather play the PS2 Battlefront 2 all day. This mm. is yeah, this is like the closest thing to having a complete like coverage of all Star Wars games that we have right now. I mean, you have the, like I said, you got the Lego games, of course, but no, nothing beats Battlefront 2. That game was revolutionary for its time. You could fly in the vehicles. I just I can't believe they 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 let off on it. I couldn't believe they let their foot out off the gas on it when it came to that game. But yeah, Battlefront 2 covers all the movies, ever you know, all the original six that I care about. So yeah, Battlefront 2 all day. All the original six that I care about. I like that. <laughs> it, I I played that a lot too. It was a lot of fun. You know, loading at first, you're like, ah, oh, I gotta play as like a clone warrior or a stormtrooper. But then 
it's actually fun because you can load out your guy and go, you know, pick different things and get to see different weapons yeah. from the universe of Star Wars, which is which made it so much fun. And like you said, with the different stories, you play so much as a clone, and then all of a sudden you got to play as a Jedi, or you play as the Jedi, or you don't play as the clone. It's just so many different avenues of gameplay, and I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah. They, they, they just haven't been able to recapture the magic for me. Just haven't been able to recapture it. So no PS4 wasn't too bad. No, story. I don't hate the newer one, the, the Battlefront 2 on the PS4. I don't hate it. But I, there's just it, it, the lack of characters, I think, in some aspects. Like there's just, I mean, the visuals are beautiful. They're beautiful. Yeah. There's a lot of cool game modes for it. But man, nothing, nothing, nothing top to me tops that, that original Battlefront 2. So. So my number two is the Super Star Wars series. I can't pick just one, and I don't want to clutter up the list with all three of them for Super Nintendo, so I just picked the whole entire series. These are a very special place in my heart. Uh, a lot of great times with my brother playing these games or watching him play. Mentioned it in, you know, in the podcast episode. The, the greatest thing was uh, we, he got the Super Empire Strikes Back one year for Christmas. Right. And then he stayed up all night playing it, thinking that we were going to get a snow day, and we ended up getting a snow day, and then he ended up beating it, and then falling asleep right after, because when you stay up all night, and he's like, oh, man, thank goodness we didn't have school, because I've been staying up all night. I remember waking up, I'm like, why are you, you're on Dagobah? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I stayed up all night. So, I mean, it's not, not only are they good games, but it's a very kind of sentimental feeling to it as well. So that's why I have them at number two. Okay. And plus two, the only other ones that we ever had for Star Wars was the NES ones, and those literally sucked. Yeah. You ever play the Atari one? No. Oh, I've seen them. it's bad. It's bad. Um, but yeah, that's how the video games were. I, I love that you chose. Yeah, we talked a little about Super Star Wars on your on your episode. They were, I mean, they followed the the maps, the levels, the areas of the game or the movies, but they just added a fun twist where it didn't seem like, you know, there was never a point where like, oh, I just can't wait to get to the end. Like there, you had to earn, you had to earn everything. It was it was like it was, it was like a very fun challenge. So I, I'm glad you brought those up. My number two is uh, Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. This one, oh man. Now, when it comes to, because I think my number one's a little, it's it's unique, the way that with how it released. But for games that were released, coinciding with the movies released, this one takes the cake. This one is so 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 good. It's two player. They have all the characters. You can play as, um, you know, Frodo, Sam, Mary, Pippin, Gandalf, uh, Faramir. You know all these characters, and they they start off in the middle of like how of the two towers, and you can go through some of the fun missions there. But what a diver! Just such a good, just fantastic game. That this the sentimental thing for me is, is I played this with my dad. We didn't do single player; we did two player. We beat it all the way together, and you could do that in these games. That's how fun and cool it was. Um, you know, with these with these adventures, you know, the, all their storylines were split apart. You can meet up, and if you beat the game, you can play as any character on, on any level. So there's a replay value to it, which is huge. 
So Return of the King is my number two favorite movie, uh, movie slash TV game of all time. Yeah, I didn't play that one. I think I, I after the two towers, it kind of put a put a little taste in my mouth that I, I didn't feel want to mess with. Now, now Return of the King is widely regarded as one of the best, as the best or one of the best movie video games of all time. You know, and that's that. There's, I mean, there's not a whole lot of competition. <laughs> there's been a lot of bad movie and TV games, oh, but this one's really, really good. All right, here it is. My number one. Uh, for my age group, I would be shocking if not too many people then picked this. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Arcade. The, oh, the yeah. arcade, the arcade, not the arcade game on the NES. That was also good, but when the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game came out for the NES. You were like, what is this? This gives me no thrill of the cartoon. And as you got older and you started to explore, as I got older and I started to explore, it's very, it tries to get a little bit from the comic book and a little bit from the cartoon. And it just doesn't seem to kind of mesh up right. But this one for the arcade was absolutely amazing. Um, the cabinet was awesome. Just the gameplay, going through everything, being able to pick your turtle, being able to play with four other people. It was amazing. I remember, this is how old I am, my dad would save up quarters and there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, the arcade game in a grocery store called Super Duper. Yes, I'm that old when <laughs> grocery stores had video game machines had arcade games in there and we would go there and we'd play that or we'd go to the rainbow mall and play it at game time and just played it constantly uh one of my greatest joys of my life was i actually got to play with my kids at robot city in binghamton new york and that was awesome and it just sucked i okay it's the, it's the ninja turtles it's the ninja, ninja turtles in video game form i know it's been like I can't over probably 30 years or about 30 years since it came out. But still, when I see it, it's like, this is amazing. And life cannot get better than Ninja Turtles in a, in an arcade video game. Agreed. Very cool. I like that at number one. I like that. Yeah. You can't, you really can't beat it. Those are some of the best regarded games. And they actually transferred to uh home consoles pretty well too. Yes. They, 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 they did very good. Those are one of the few games that transferred really well home consoles graphical difference yes but gameplay was still fun as ever so very good all right my number one like i said it's a unique one uh, especially for the time that was released versus the time that the movie was released and i'm talking about the warriors talking about the warriors uh movie video game this game is everything to me i i've replayed and beaten this game 10 times over all right um, I actually played the game before I played the movie or see the movie. Um, the movie, while as fun as it is to kind of see it, uh, looking back, the video game does a better job of telling the story. All right. Which is a huge thing. The video game does a better job of making me care about the characters, which I think is really cool. The open world environments, it's made by Rockstar. So, you know, it's good. Very yeah. gritty environments, all the extra add ons. Um you know, the, the two-player mode, there's a very, it just has a fun vibe to it. And the game, playing the game made me excited to go see Coney Island for the first time like three years ago. Like, that's how excited I was. And it was just, it, Warriors game is tremendous. Um, 
The fighting mechanics are really, really good, and they did a good job of replicating the voice actors and, and all that stuff. Very, very, very good game. And I just love the, the, the style that Rockstar put toward it. See, that's... I, I think I probably would have played that, but I played The Godfather, the video game, and like I this said... Is, it, 20 times better. Okay. 20 times better. I, I, I can assure I, you that. I don't want to play a reskinned Grand Theft Auto 3. No. And that's all the Godfather was, was a reskinned Grand Theft Auto 3. And I'm thinking to myself, and that's where when I saw Rockstar come out with any other movie games, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to deal with that because I don't want, if I want to play Grand Theft Auto 3, I'll play Grand Theft Auto 3. No, I agree. Yeah, this is infinitely better. The levels, I wish they, I would like them to do an open world one, but um, yeah, I, I highly, if you've never played the Warriors before, uh, it's it's very good. It's very good. Very, very good. One of my favorite games of all time. So, but that's our list, everybody. Um, Andrew, you want to plug your stuff before we close up for today? Yeah, uh, go check out Let's Talk But No Politics Okay right on the BICBP radio network. Uh, a lot of nostalgic, but also within lifestyle, kind of how I mentioned things, how I felt about things as a kid, how I feel about them now as an adult, and where do where do i still feel about all this so it's a lot of great topics as well uh matt and i did the one with the movie ones uh the week before that with the movie and tv show video games the week before that i had my wife come on she knows absolutely nothing about pop culture that was fun Uh, (laughs) and i had it and i gave her a list of names and stuff and we played um is it from star wars or from star trek and she actually surprised me on some, but that's how it goes. But check out Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? Uh, end of the month movie review. Plus, there's the YouTube channel, like I said. I do some retro gameplay and some tiering videos. Also, right now, I'm still doing my toy tournament. Uh, it yes. should be in the second round of that. So please check that out. That is on the Facebook page. Also on Instagram. And what else? Oh, bonus episodes of it every of Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? Every Friday, 7 p.m. on the Helium Radio Network. So I try to be everywhere, put out as much content as possible, trying to keep up with you. That's and it's hard. It's hard to keep up with you. Oh no! Don't say that. (laughs) Don't say that. Ah, it's okay. You are a hard worker, and your 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 passion for all this kind of inspires me, buddy. So. Glad we're, I'm glad uh, our friendship is uh, is built up to all this podcasting and social media stuff. So I thank you yeah. for that. But uh, to listeners, we're moving right along. All right. This episode three is down for season three. And uh, we're going to move into episode four. Not sure who our guest is going to be next week, but I'm sure it'll be a fun, fun, fun list. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Thank you, Andrew, for joining me once again. And uh, to my listeners, do you even list? from the future telling you that your dream is going to come true what no way yeah you're going to have an awesome podcast called let's talk but no politics okay and new episodes come out every sunday on B-I-C.